Hello and welcome to the Unschool Carpool. I'm Heather Young and I've been trying to make this podcast for several months now and every time something happens to it. And today I have a snow day and I'm just going to do it. What is strewing? Now, first I'm going to define it. Strewing is literally just putting things around the house that you think your children will be interested in. Now, a lot of people think of strewing as the magical unschooling curriculum that isn't a curriculum. And it's not like that. Your children are not necessarily going to pick up everything you place around the house. They might not even notice it. And if your house is really cluttered, they definitely won't notice it. So one of the first keys to strewing well is to kind of declutter at least a few areas of your house so you can see what you've strewn. You know, get the coffee table a little bit cleaned up so that you can see, oh, there's a cool thing here. Um, Maybe a side table, you can put things in the bathroom, but you wanna make sure that the spaces are clear enough that you can see the neat things you put out. So that's kind of the first step. The next important thing is making sure your relationship and your de-schooling have gone far enough along that you, you, the parent, aren't going to get it stuck in your head that they have to pick up the thing that you put out for them. The idea is that maybe they will put pick something up. You want them to notice it on their own. You want them to pick it up and see if they're interested. Not for your sake, but for their own. So what goes hand in hand with not having any strings attached and making sure that your attitude is healthy, you also want to make sure your kids are in a place where they're not panicking about all things educational still. So you want to get that de-schooling out of the way. Give yourself at least six months, ideally a year, to get all the school thought out of your system. You know, don't start trying to strew stuff whenever you're still in a de-schooling process. Wait until you've moved on and you're at a place where you're not thinking about educational stuff all the time and you're not putting out things with strings attached. You're not putting things out because you want your child to learn them. You're putting them out because you genuinely think they will be interested in it. You genuinely think they will be excited about it. This is something you're excited about. And it's something you think they will be excited about. And that comes out of that relationship that you've built during the de-schooling process. Remember, during the de-schooling process, you want to be really focusing on relationship first. Everything is about your relationship. Healing your relationship, getting all that negative thoughts, all the negative attitudes about education, all of that out of your system and really getting to know your child and coming up beside them and finding out what they like, finding out what they don't like, find out 
what kind of things are they interested in? You know, do they prefer books? Do they prefer TV? Do they prefer video games? Do they prefer playing hands-on with things? Do they like going places? Do they like staying home? Get to know your kid. There is no point in strewing books if all your kid is interested in is video games. There's no point in strewing outdoor activities if your kid hates being outdoors, and some kids do. So make sure you know your kid. Really know who they are, know what they like, and also don't expect them to love everything you put out for them. Don't spend a lot of money on it. Don't, you know, if they mention something like horseback riding, like in asking questions about horseback riding, maybe they just want to look something up on Google. When you're like, oh my goodness, they want to know about horseback riding and you get them horseback riding lessons and you get them books and you go to the library, you get all this stuff and you find a mentor for them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Some of us get really excited. I know I'm one of those. I get very, very enthusiastic. And so I always, when my kids come to me with a question, I have to stop and say, how much information do you want? How interested? And then we take it slow. And I give them a little bit, and then I back up, and I give them a little bit, and I back up. And we together see how much information they actually want. But when it comes to strewing, um, for instance, recently, Isaac has shown extra interest in the Calvin and Hobbes books. He's always been interested, but recently he's been talking about what he's reading from Bill Watterson, the author, instead of just the Calvin and Hobbes il illustrations. And he's like, oh, well, Bill Watterson talks about this, and Bill Watterson talks about that, and this about Sunday papers, and this about newspapers. And we've been talking about those things. But some of those conversations have brought up things that either I didn't know or things where I thought maybe he'd be interested in some other Calvin and Hobbes books, some other comic books written by contemporary um, comic artists, and some books with more conversational interviews and information about those uh, comic book artists. And so I ordered a few things off Amazon, all cheap, and I put them on our coffee table near the books he's been reading. And he started coming down more often and reading, and he'd sit here and talk to me about them. And then he would read some more and talk some more, and we've had some really good talk conversations about, you know, Bill Watterson and Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, another thing is YouTube. Every once in a while, I'll be talking to Isaac, and I'll, he'll bring up something that he's heard someplace, and I'll say, hey, did you know about this? And we'll look up some other things related to that on YouTube. Now, sometimes we don't. Sometimes he's not interested. Sometimes he is. And you can use YouTube, phone apps, Netflix, browsers, the desktop on your computer, Steam games, um, of course, library books. You can strew 
all kinds of things, all kinds of places. When my kids were small, we had a big, long bowling ball style hallway. And I would just put up posters that looked interesting. I didn't really care if they learned the stuff on the posters. What I was doing was filling our home with information that was age appropriate, where they were, and that I thought they might be interested in. For instance, again, Isaac was very interested in maps. So I would, you know, somebody would give me a map and I'd throw it up on the wall for a while and see what he thought. Um, we had a map of the world as a shower curtain. That was great. And the kids would come out of the shower and talk about where Japan was and all these things. Um, we have had, um, you know, books in the bathroom. I love the Reader's Digest books and just little books like What If um, that have bite-sized bits of knowledge, things that you can read in a short time that are kind of like reading Wikipedia pages. And the kids thrive on that. They love coming to me with, hey, did you know? You know, we've gone through and left out pieces of board games in bowls on the table. Now, obviously, don't do this if you have babies in the house. But if your kids are older and they're not the type of people who throw things all over the place, leave a bowl of dice on the counter. Leave rocks and a um, rocks and mineral identification book. Um, you can put plants and a plant identification book out. You know, make little safe spots where you can put things out that you think your kids might be interested in. And if they aren't, so what? Because you are. Um, I have found Minecraft books, books about using redstone and different things like that, that my kids use at various times and thought were really cool. And sometimes I would like kind of wrap it up like a gift, like here, I got you something. And sometimes I would just leave it around and see what people picked up. Um, you can rotate things off your bookshelves and toys, rotate your toys. It's a great way to strew things that are at the level your kids are. You know, put away some of the stuff that they're not using and then bring it out again when they start talking about things related to that. Um, like my kids have always had like marble tracks and they've had blocks and Lego and dollhouses and cooking stuff and real cooking stuff you can strew in every room and you can even give your kids a drawer where this is where the stuff that I think you might be interested in is going to be. And if you have little ones, you know, put a couple pots and pans out in the middle of the floor and see what they do with them. Uh, put some ice cube trays on the table with some things they can sort and see what they do with them. And uh, you can strew art supplies, you know, set up a little art area and they'll play with it for a while and they'll get sick of it and then you do something else. But don't do it with the intent that they're absolutely going to learn this. You know, if you sit, set out a math curriculum, a history curriculum, um, the times tables, they might just ignore it. But sometimes they will pick up something that you never thought they were going to be interested in. And it'll be 
really, really cool. Like my oldest getting falling in love with the presidents and reading a giant book on presidents. The, the kids have gotten into so many things. Uh, one time at the thrift shop, they found a book on a Polish curriculum and started learning it. And oh, that's fine. But the idea is with strewing as the parent, you want to be focused on the relationship and making sure that what you're putting out is something that is going to make them feel loved, to make them feel like, wow, my mom knows me. My dad knows me. Not something that's going to make them feel inadequate. Like, oh, they want me to learn this now. You don't want it to feel like you're trying to make a point. You don't want to feel like there's expectations. You know, if you fill their Netflix queue with boring documentaries, they're going to notice. If you fill their um, YouTube playlist with boring stuff, they're going to notice. And there's no reason for it. There are so many amazing resources out there. There's no reason to put out a boring curriculum if you can go to YouTube and watch all kinds of amazing things. Like for instance, for example, the periodic table. Okay, there are boring ways to learn the periodic table. But if you really actually are interested in learning the periodic table, there are so many cool ways. There's a whole YouTube channel full of videos with a video for every element of the periodic table. And it demonstrates that element. How cool is that? Um, you can get a periodic table shower curtain. Not quite as cool, but still pretty fun. It's at least fun. Um, but there's lots and lots of ways. And so if your child expresses an interest or shows signs of reading readiness, then, you know, you can put out the dulce reading words from the Jan Brett website. Those are pretty cool. But if they don't show interest in them, leave them alone. Take them down after a while. Maybe they're not ready for them. Maybe they're just never going to use them. Go find some other resources that might be more interesting to them. So don't get hung up on strewing as this magical unschooling curriculum. But instead, think of it as a way to show your kids how much you love them, how much you know them, and how much you want to come alongside them and share all the cool things that are in the world because there are so many cool things that you can share and there's no reason to be sharing boring stuff. There is always a fun way to learn anything. So happy strewing.